600 squats. Good gosh almighty, son. Chilly, squirrely as mess. Well, welcome back to the 307 podcast. We're chilly. Oh, let me start this darn video real quick. If y'all watching this on YouTube, you're going to miss this first introduction here. Oh, we're recording now. There's the clap. Welcome back to the 307 podcast. We're chilly, still squirrely as mess. We like to kill him today, son. I think you thought that was going to take some of it out. You're going to learn as you spend more time with me. You really can't get it out of me. Well, them daggone glasses you got on, I, I just, I don't know what's even in you. Listen, no sooner than we got into the gate to the studio, Chili beelined it to his ma's. And put and put them recovery sandals on. Chili's done. <laughs> Look, man. I mean, what are y'all wearing? You're just wearing socks. What's the difference? <sighs> Look, <laughs> I I I fairly I fairly well beat myself down today, which I needed to do. I needed to beat myself down right good today before I came on this podcast. Wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. We found Chili's arch nemesis. Push-ups and pull-ups. I don't know what to say. I mean, I'm just, I got them done. You got them done. <laughs> not, not real well. I fin- If y'all are wondering what we're talking about, we did the Murph challenge today, and I finished last both times. <laughs> so, if you want to beat me in something, <laughs> come do a CrossFit workout with me. You know, it's it's hard to stay well rounded as a as an athlete. It really is. That's one of the biggest challenges that you know us as runners face is staying well. And and the same goes for CrossFitters or gymnasts or people that Olympic lift. I mean, you about got to hone in on one thing if you got to if you want to be really good at it. Yep. You know that that's as it come as it comes to speed in running, but um. No, it was a it was a dang good day, man. It's Memorial Day. Thank y'all for joining us. Uh, unlike some other people, this is an important day to us. Should be an important day to each and every one of y'all. And so we're gonna have a little special episode right here. We're gonna we're gonna call out the honor roll at the end of this episode and you need to listen to that all right i don't care if you're interested in it or not you need to listen to it because that's that's part of the way that we keep the the memory of our warriors alive is by saying their names so whatever you got going on that's coming at the end of this episode we're going to talk through uh, I, dude, I made a, I made an Instagram post, uh, whatever it was yesterday or the day before, and this son of a gun went slap off the charts. I ain't never seen nothing like this, and it, you know, I thought it, 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 it was, it came from my heart, but I didn't know how it would resonate with people. Obviously, they got something out of it this thing right now 
it's got 1,452 shares. So it's went out to a lot of people. <clears throat> and I just want to talk through it about what it really means because on a day like this, a Memorial Day, first of all, this day, if you don't know, this day is not for me. All right? So don't, I mean, you can thank people for their service anytime, but this day is not for me or any other service member that is still alive. This day is special, and it is, it's the day where we honor and remember. We should do this every day, but especially today is set aside, where we honor and remember not service, service members that are still here with us, but service members that died in battle. That's, that's what today is all about, all right? It, it, we have another day for veterans. It's called Veterans Day. So just so y'all know that, all right? So, you know, as, as we near this weekend, you know, I, I, I always do some reflection as we come close to this weekend and this day, Memorial Day, and, and I say, and I look at myself and I say, you know, we can talk all day long about honoring the men and women who died for what? In most cases, it was to preserve life, liberty, freedom, and the pursuit of happiness for us as Americans. Now, a lot of service members died in foreign lands to preserve the life liberty and happiness of a bunch of foreign people that they didn't even know nothing they, they, they didn't even know nothing about right but so that that's that's what it's all about and and I'm looking and I'm saying when you talk about honoring uh one of our American warriors that died what does that mean in the first place <clears throat> it means doing right by them right doing right by them like Doing the right thing. That's what that means, if that makes sense to y'all. Um, how do you do right by them? In my opinion, you need to understand. First of all, you, you have to understand the principles and the cause. The cause is that these warriors died to uphold. Whether it was, I'm talking about all the way back to the Revolutionary War in the late 1700s, 1776 was when the De Declaration of Independence was signed. Those men also died for you, for your liberty, for your freedom, and so that you could pursue happiness in your life. It's not just this modern war. All right? We're thinking about people mm -hmm. that passed away, that gave, not passed away, that gave their lives for us all the way back to that point, American warriors. That's what we're talking about here. And I look at myself and I'm like, how do I actually do right by these men? Is it, is it just to spend a day remembering them? Is it just to maybe tell stories about them? Is it just to maybe say their names or, or do a workout like Murph or, right? Well, I, I think that all of those things are great things, right? But this post was about 
how I actually honor them. So let me tell you where to start. That's what this post said. Draw a line in the sand. Cease to forfeit your individual liberties. Cease to forfeit your individual liberties. Vehemently advocate for freedom. Adhere to sound moral character. Boldly propagate truth. And refuse to give another inch. And let me go ahead and tell you, as I assessed myself, as I wrote this post out, and I said, you know, have I done enough to honor every warrior that died for my right to have individual liberty, to have freedom, to be a good person, sound moral character, to uphold the truth? Have I done enough? No. I found myself wanting as I assessed myself, and I look back over this last year, but even prior to that, and I assess what's going on in our nation, and I look at myself and I say, wow, look at the amount of liberty and freedom that I've just given up. I've just given it right alongside everybody else. I've just given it up. That's a freaking slap in the face to every single person, every single American that died for this country. Every time I just go along with it, just give that liberty up, and I don't stand up and boldly proclaim truth and vehemently advocate for the freedom and liberty of our nation, I am just, I'm just freaking, it's just disrespect. It's blatant disrespect. I've been found wanting, and and that's about to freaking change. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, that's about to change. That's a little bit of my rant. What do y'all think about it? Y'all can go any direction you want to go with it. Well, you know, I spent a good portion, maybe all of it, of this weekend thinking about the same thing, which isn't really anything new. I, I pretty much do that on the regular. Um, but I would say I've evaluated myself would uh, have been left wanting too because I, I do a lot of thinking about it, do a lot of talk about it. But anyway, I, you know, I, like I said, I did a lot of thinking this past weekend and I always write a lot of stuff down and when I go back and read it, sometimes it, you know, it doesn't make any sense or it's stupid or whatever. But, you know, I wrote something now this weekend and sat sat back for a while and then went back and read it. And, you know, it's funny. I hadn't read your post or hadn't been reading stuff at all. It just came to me and, it, and it's really interesting. I was, I mean, obviously this is an occasion that brings that stuff to mind but I was thinking about this exact same thing about what, what do we do? What, what are, you know, what, what are, what are we doing wrong? What are we doing right? And, you know, particularly in the last year, which is unfortunate because this has been going on for many years prior to this past year, but hundred percent, but I, it is what it is this past year. I've thought even more about it 
and I've really, I, I think liberty has a life cycle. And I think there's, there's phases that it goes through. And I think the, the, the first phase of it is the, the procurement phase, acquiring phase. And that, you know, when America was founded, the concept of liberty and natural rights was at the forefront of their minds. Natural rights, rights given by God. Uh, yeah. And basically, they left tyranny in England for the sole purpose of establishing a free nation that was escaped from that. They were considered traitors, right? We've talked about that. That They were considered traitors. Well, the the Revolutionary War was fought by those men solely for, for us. We've talked about that. It wasn't for them. Most of them died. <laughs> Most of them that lived didn't get to see really the fruits of their effort. So, and those are those are a, in a large part the men that we are are honoring each and every day, but most especially today on Memorial Day. That's exactly right. And you know, I, I, you have to understand that that they they were fighting more so for our freedom right now than they were for theirs. That that's a key thing. I mean, we talk about selfishness and selflessness. That's ridiculously selfless. It was about us. They weren't even going to really see the benefit of it. I, I mean, we don't, we don't sacrifice anything anymore. At least I don't. I'm talking to me. Yeah. And, but next, not to go too long, but I think there's, you can call it the maintenance phase. And basically, after the Revolutionary War was fought by these quote-unquote traitors, and they won, they won and established freedom in a new place. You know, in 1789, uh, the first Continental Congress was formed and it passed an act to establish the United States military. And on the domestic side, government was very limited and people, the, the citizens valued liberty because of the memory of the bloody war that was still fresh in their minds. You understand that? That's not fresh in our minds. That was fresh in their minds. So the citizens upheld what had just been fought for. It wasn't just the military that was formed. It was, it was a two front effort. And you know, the standard and the principles of Liberty being upheld at home is, 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 not more crucial, but just a, it's 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 absolutely crucial that that happens. So when you're in this maintenance phase, freedom's been established, right? You have to hold it, okay. And next is I call it the 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 preservation phase because that's when the attacks come. We've been attacked many times in this country. Our freedom's been attacked. We've been attacked on the you know, the military front by, you know, think of 9-11, think of Pearl Harbor, think of the world wars, think of everything that's, that's happened. Yeah. We've been attacked. Yeah. And we, you know, that this is this whole, this whole war we've been fighting for the last 20 years. I mean, in the beginning, 
us going over after 9-11, we went over there to prevent. We fought for the last 20 years to prevent any more of that bull crap. You realize how many bad people we have killed over there that would have came over here and replicated some crap like 9-11 if we wouldn't have taken them out of this world? You can't even calculate that. It's immeasurable. And, and less obvious than those attacks is what happens domestically. That's when, when you have a media that is extremely partisan to e- either side. It doesn't matter which side. I don't care who they're partisan towards. They should be completely neutral. They should report the facts. Well, no, we've seen a media that has picked a side. That's a problem, no matter what side it is. That's a problem. Well, and we've seen anti-liberty messages being, being propagated in schools, and we've let it happen. We've seen, we've seen people win elections. I'm not talking about anybody specific. We've seen it for years on the local level, on the federal level, win elections on messages that are directly opposed to liberty, to the idea of liberty. They, they run against it. They don't want it. Of course they don't, but we should. No, we don't care. We elect them anyway. And, no, and even the people that don't vote for them, we don't, we don't stand against it. Oh, yeah, well, you can vote for somebody else. Well, what are you doing to stop it? Are you exposing the message? That- that, that's the whole you do your thing, I'll do mine attitude. That, that's, what's gotten us, that's what's gotten us right here. That's the, that's the whole attitude of, of you all, well, you do your thing, I'll do mine. Yeah, and, and when I call it the, the preservation phase is because that's when the attacks start to come, and that's when the choice is presented. You have a choice. You can either fight your way back by upholding the standards. Chad laid it out and fight your way back to the ideals that were established right after the Revolutionary War, or you can move into the final phase, which is the relinquish phase. Now, I know this is splitting hairs here, but you essentially can't have your liberty just taken from you. I mean, listen, I know there's people that are captured and imprisoned and they can't do anything about it. I'm, I'm acknowledging that. But, but essentially, liberty is lost because you gave it up. Yeah. And that's a process that takes many generations. And it has been going on for many generations. And we're living at, at a certain point on that timeline. So either you give it up by not living that way and not continuing to fight for liberty. When you see an attack on it, expose it and obliterate it. Whatever that looks like. So you have a choice. You can either willingly give it up because that's what they're asking you to do and that's what we're doing. Or you can take it back. Your choice. That's all I got to say. I agree with it, brother. And I want to tell y'all, John chapter 8, verse 36, if the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I'm, I've been set free by the Son, brother. And I'm going to live free for the rest of my days. Mean means something to me. I think... Um, 
you know, Memorial Day, people get hung up on this is the day we're going to honor him, but really it's just the day we need to bring recognition to it and reset us so that all of the rest of the year you can stay focused on doing it. And I think of it like a uh, like freedom, liberty requires payment, right? And they have paid yeah. our debt. It's the same as Jesus paid our debt for our sins. They've paid our debt for our freedom. And, you know, what? it's, it's like you go to a restaurant and someone buys you a dessert and the waitress says, hey, this man over here paid for your dessert, but I'm going to bring it back to the kitchen. I'm not going to give it to you. And then you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Just bring it on back, you know, whatever. And and I think that we don't actually realize it. We hear so many people, or we hear so many times of people that have died in war, in battle, and almost feel like we've come, like, desensitized to it. Like, yeah. oh, well, you know, another person has died. Um, well, that's, I feel bad for their family, but. Now I'm going to go do do my thing and not really think on it. But you have a story of Michael Murphy, for example. And, I mean, I, I'm big on visualization, and I did this. When you have a story that is that you can actually, has enough detail that you can visualize, like you put yourself in his shoes. Now, a lot of us hadn't been shot at. Some of us have. But you can imagine best you can what it feels like. You're there, you know you're in a bad spot, and you willingly walk out into the open, crawl out, whatever it is, and know that I'm not going to make it back. Like, if, if you got to sit down and visualize that and put yourself in those shoes, and you still don't even, you probably just have an inkling of what it felt like, but at least you're more than just, yeah, he died for our, our freedom. Like, don't even say that because it doesn't, things get used so much, phrases and words get used so much, and it takes the meaning away from mm-hmm. it. You have to rethink that whole phrase of what people did did for us. But when you have a story that graphic and that detailed, take a minute or five and reflect on it mm-hmm. and, and try to visualize yourself as best you can and if you got any kind of brains, you'll realize that was a pretty dang hard move that he made. It's the I'm, most selfless thing you can do. Yeah. And and then you think, he did that. And just like you said earlier, when you just stand by, he's fighting for a worthy cause. But if you're not going to uphold the cause, he might as well have not done it. Exactly. So uphold the cause that he's fighting for. It's a worthy cause. Mm-hmm. But uphold it on our end. Some people ain't called to be warriors. Some people ain't called to be over there. If that's your thing, you go do it. But if it's not your thing, figure out what your thing is and contribute to it. And don't Mm -hmm. just stand by and consume all the freedom and all the stuff that everybody's giving you constantly. They're giving me freedom. You know, just take it on as much as you can. And if if it's a struggle to keep it, then, you know, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. But but whatever, whatever you'll give me without any strive for struggle, I'll take that. But if it requires action, and I'm, I'm guilty of this myself. We've all been guilty of it since we were old enough to, to, to be responsible in this way for the freedom of our nation because yeah. it, we, we've made no gains yeah. in my lifetime. We've done nothing but lose ground. Yep. 
And and even you know you you go back to the Bible and look at that, and Jesus died for us. How long are people rejecting the salvation that He died for and is there to to take? Much easier than it is to keep freedom. And how long are you just rejecting it or pushing it away? And I mean, there's two examples there. I'm I'm not comparing either one to either thing. I'm just saying one is here, one is here. They're similar. But think about it. you got to put yourself in people's shoes and realize what they did. Is the cause that they did it for, that they died for, worthy? And yes, it is. So uphold it on your end. Do your part. Quit just consuming everything and taking anything that's so easy to get and throwing out what you got to struggle for. A lot of y'all cats might say, well, well, uh, you know, whoever it may be, they, they, they gave their life for their, their brothers that they were there with in battle. Well, yeah, in a lot of cases that's true. But why were they there? Yeah, why were why, they in battle? Why did they decide on the day that any of us decides to what to march our freaking butts up to the daggone recruiting office and sign a paper to do a job like being a seal that says, yes, you are going in harm's way. And we make the decision to stand in that void between our the freedom of our nation and tyranny. We make the decision to stand there in the middle and protect that. All right? For every single one of us. That's why you're there in the freaking first place, man. This ain't a political podcast, but this crap is important, son. And Jesus talked about this. As Blake goes back and forth, Jesus said himself, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. All right? To me, it's the same thing as a man laying down his life for his friends that basically compose the nation, the ideals, the causes that he is there fighting for. All right? Jesus specifically called this out. We need to do right by those men it also and sa- women. It also says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. And that's what these people are over there doing. You know, I mean, people can argue, well, war is bad, and I don't want to get down that hole, but I'm just saying, blessed are the peacemakers. They're not over there trying to stir some crap up. They're trying to keep peace back home. Yeah. Sometimes and you sometimes got, for other countries. Sometimes like you, you got to destroy wickedness in order to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been asked that question a, a hundred thousand times. You know, how how does your faith not conflict with your service? Well, love always protects. Love always protects, all right? You want to keep the peace? Well, I'm sorry to tell you, but we live in a fallen world that is literally, it's, it's like a piece of fruit, all right? You know, you got a piece of fruit, uh, say a pear, for instance, and it gets a little spot in it of rot, right? Well, that happened in the very beginning, mm-hmm. right? A little spot of rot there. And then you can take that fruit and you can put it in the refrigerator and it'll last longer. But it's eventually, that little spot there, that bad spot, it's going to eventually consume the entire, the entire piece of fruit. That rot, you can't, that's the world we're living in, all right? That's the best way I can put it to you. Yeah. Now, ultimately, the only solution to this, 
The only ultimate solution is the return of Christ and him establishing his kingdom, right? Yep. But that is not an excuse for you to stand by and be a freaking turd until then. Ah, I mean, it's, this is a, uh, like what I said earlier, a part of me hesitates to even say anything like that because I don't, I really, really, I'm not qualified to talk about it. I mean, Chad has, Chad spent over a third of his life <laughs> fighting for what I was talking about. You know, the men that we're going to talk about later laid down their life for it. <laughs> That's who should be talking about it. So, yeah, we can't comprehend. Like, I, we can try our best. Like I said a minute ago, you that's not a reason for you not to try to understand it. You got to try to understand it. Yeah, but, and it's not a reason not to fight for it. That's right. But I don't know. I, it's hard to articulate my thoughts on it because it's a complicated, well, it's complex in its nature of someone like me talking about it because... I mean, you know, Chad is an example of the the most selfless that a human can act, mm -hmm. in my opinion. I mean, there, you can't do anything less focused on you and your safety. You cannot. Yep. So, when he, when him and men like him talk about liberty and the the where we're headed i would listen well i want to encourage anybody listening to this that i believe that we meaning you guys listening that you guys listening that are in agreement i believe that we are still the majority and we have lost I'm on, we have lost our nation to a loud, babbling minority of fools. All right? So we are the majority still. I truly believe that. If every Christian in this nation would rise up, oh, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we got the numbers. Well, but but we 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 you you can't just put your you can't just put your head down and expect it to get better. You know the phrase "there's strength in numbers." I don't agree with that. There's potential strength in numbers. Just because you got a lot of people that are sitting on their hands, that don't mean much. There's strength in numbers when those people listen to the babbling minority that you're talking about and stand against it. Yeah. You know, it, it, it takes it takes two things. It takes the loud. I mean, give them credit. They're fighting hard for their agenda. Minority. I mean, oh, yeah, they're fighting hard for their yeah. agenda. And it takes the majority to not. It takes both of those things. Yep. So before we uh, read the honor roll, I just want to for you guys that have listened to this and you're saying, well, well, dang, what am I supposed to do? Like, what am I supposed to do? 
All right. How how can we practically take take back some ground? Well, there's a few things that you can do. I would say first, uphold good moral character. All right? Fix yourself. Start upholding good moral character in your life and the people around you Uphold them to that standard, too. All right? Number two, educate yourself. We have become so dumb, including myself. I found myself wanting when it comes to educating myself, not only on current issues, but on historical issues, on, on, his, on history, essentially. The history, not only of our nation, but the history of the battles and the wars that we fought, both politically and literally. All right? So pick up a freaking book, man. I, how, I don't know. Why the crap can't people read? Don't nobody. That, that's why we're all so dumb. We watch this stinking TV, man. Blake said yeah. it on the last podcast, or maybe it was on Corn's podcast. Yeah. You should <clears throat> never find yourself watching freaking TV. Pick up a dang book and educate yourself, man. Yeah, it re works. Re read those history books and draw your own conclusions. Don't go watch something and let them tell you the lessons that need to be pulled from history. I mean, if that... There might be a spot for that, but read yeah. the actual accounts yeah. of what happened and, and compare it to what's going on and draw your own conclusions and, from it because you're going you're gonna to get things from it. If they tell you something, then it's going to totally turn off any of your thinking. You think, oh, well, yeah, that's a cool lesson. But if you have to think and pull your own conclusions out, you're going to hang on to that a lot longer and be more passionate about it. And study multiple accounts when you do that. Yeah. You know, read, figure out the history <laughs> of this entire world piece it together figure it out that that's it's huge what you're talking about yeah. and i'll give you something practical too something that's been going on for a long time and will continue to go on probably more intense as time goes there will be situations as a citizen where it's going to be rained down from the federal level of the government from the local level whatever the case may be where there's going to be situations that are complete assaults on your freedom. Some of it's going to be legislation. Some of it's not even going to be actual legislation that has anything to do with it. There's going to be that. Okay, that you, you, if you take a step back and pay attention, you will see, oh, that's an infringement on my liberty. And if I acquiesce to this, if I let this go, then the next one's coming and then I'll do it then and do it then. So here's what you can, you want a practical thing you can literally do when there's something offered to you that you think is an infringement on your liberty. Do not for the sake of convenience, just go along with it. Just do it. Do not let yourself get in the mindset of going, well, if I don't do this, I'm, I'm against this. I think this is an infringement on my liberty, but 
it'll let me, I'll, I'll be able to keep living how I am. I'll, it'll, it'll get me through that. And I'm, I'm talking about stuff that maybe you're hearing in the news right now and stuff that you don't even know what, what's coming. Yeah. Well, and guess what? Moving to Texas ain't the freaking answer. You're a freaking coward if you leave your state that's that's basically a failed state to go live in another state that is not a failed state. Well, let me give y'all a couple real-life examples. One, like you just said, and I'm going to relate these back to children because I got children. If If you tell your kid, don't touch that on that lower shelf, and they keep touching it, and you say, well, I'm just going to move it to a higher shelf so they can't touch it. All you're doing is altering their environment, and the problem of disobedience is still there. So if you're living in a state that is a failed state, and you say, well, I'm just going to leave that state and go to Texas, all you're doing is changing your environment, and you are still the the same same person, person, and you've just chosen to move to somewhere where it's easy for you. So that's one example. Another example of what Chili was talking about. People will take as much from you as you will let them have. <laughs> and going back to kids, if they don't if if they do if my kids did everything I asked them to do, I would ask them to do more. But if I know that there's going to be a struggle, say for bath time, if I know they my kids don't put up a fight for bath time, but if they did then they're going to get less baths because I'm just not going to want to put up with the crap that they're going to give me for it. Maybe that's right or not, but what I'm saying is in the situation we're talking about, they're going to take as much freedom and liberty from you as you are willing to tolerate. But as soon as they realize that ah, there's going to be a dang uprising to this, is it really worth pushing this right now? Uh, because there's going to be some crap happen when we say this. But if they know nothing's going to go on, of course they're going to do it. So there's... There's a couple real-life practical examples for all you listeners that got kids that you can relate to what we're talking about because a lot of these things are kind of hard to visualize if you're not in the mix or to see how it's working, but you can see it through that example. Well, and the the thing about not giving that up early, you know, basically people will say, well, I'll push back if it gets too bad. When it gets too bad, it's too late. Yeah. So so that's how that works. So yeah. you can keep thinking it, that, it's, but yeah, it's it's too late to take background without using violence. Yeah. And no and, and nobody wants that. Well, nobody wants to see violence ha- to see violence have to be used to take back liberty in our own communities. Nobody wants that. Man. No, no, and it but it also gets too late eventually to the point where you could not win. Well, yeah. I you, mean, you, you see that rifle right there? Yeah. Yeah. They can, that, it, it's not far off. I'm not getting into conspiracy st- theories. <laughs> Never mind. You know when, uh, you know when it's time to act? When they put a, a tax on your stamp and you say, I ain't paying no tax for no stamps. We're far beyond the tax stamp, ain't we? It's time to act when people think you're nuts for wanting to sail across the ocean and come to another country, another land. Yeah. That's when it's time yeah. to act. When people think you're freaking nuts. What are you talking about? People don't even think you're that crazy no more. We're getting in the territory of too late. Yeah. People probably think we got our tenfold hats <laughs> on here. But look, what else can you do? Start having these conversations. Yep. 
I'm not talking about having these conversations and hushed voices in your living room with people that are going to only agree with you. I'm talking about having these conversations boldly. It don't matter who's around. Start having these conversations. Last thing that you can do is get involved in your freaking government in some way, shape, or form. Get involved, man. All right? Yeah, it's going to take it's going to take a sacrifice if you want to take this step. If you want it but but I would much rather get involved in my government and hopefully create some significant revolution in that way than have to take up arms. Mm-hmm. All right? Get involved. Do you think Look, look, y'all know I've been reading about John Adams. John Adams went to Harvard Law School. He was a very successful lawyer, right? And do you think it's? It, he talks about it time and time again about how he had to give all of that up. All, his, his law, his law uh, practice, his business, making money. He had to give all that up. Why? To get involved in his government because he they, he knew that his nation needed him. Do you think that wasn't a conflict for him? So I understand all you people out there saying, well, I can't get involved in my local government because I got to make a living. I get that, man. I get that. I know how hard it is to make a living, right? It's going to require sacrifice. Actually, none of this stuff that we're talking about is just going to come easy. None of it is not going to require some sacrifice and require some level of persecution from that loud minority. Well, the the problem is what you said. I can't get involved in that because I. That's the problem. It's selfishness. If, if If it's on you, if it's on your heart, if it's what you feel like you need to do, but you don't do it because I, you're in a bad spot. Because, I mean, you 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 want to stay comfortable as long as you can, and, and we'll talk about this on the next episode about, you know, how do you know when you're in the right spot and this and that? Well, it's when you're not thinking because I. Yeah. You And y'all, y'all sitting here saying, well, Chad, why ain't you involved in government? Well, let me go ahead and tell you, we're having these conversations, and I'm serious about it. Now, I'm not. I, we, it, it's early on. It's we, these conversations that we're having about getting involved in government. This is this is preliminary conversations, but I have every intention to get involved in my government because I don't know of whether it's local or federal. Um, be it God's will for my life. I mean, I am a servant of God, and He He could send me to some third world country tomorrow. And I'll heed that call. I will go. All right? But as of now, I'm, I'm feeling some pull in that direction. I don't, I don't just, just stand by on that. So I'm not going to tell you to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. I can promise you that. Well, there's different ways to go about doing all of it. Not everyone's going to do every single way. But don't shirk what you feel like you need to be doing because it's going to require a lot out of you. That's the problem. Yeah.
All right, boys, we beat that horse to death. But I'm going to tell you, it's it's a valid. It, it, for me, on today, the connection here is this is how we honor the men and women that have died for us since 1776. Not just this modern war, but all the way back to the beginning. Y'all good with that? All right, I'm going to call out the honor roll right here. Stand by, guys. This is the NSW. We're going to do SEALs. Killed in action since September 2001. Let's remember these men's name. And uh, let's do what we can to do right by them and all the others. This is a very small list here. Senior Chief, Petty Officer, Operator, SEAL, Kyle McMillan. Ryan Owens, Senior Chief, SEAL. Jason Finnan, Chief Petty Officer, EOD. That was EOD. Charles Keating, Chief Petty Officer, Operator, SEAL. Nicholas Check, Chief Petty Officer, Operator, SEAL. Matthew Cantor, Petty Officer First Class, SEAL. Kevin Ebert, Petty Officer First Class, SEAL. Patrick Feeks, Petty Officer First Class, SEAL. David Warson, Petty Officer First Class, SEAL. Derek Benson, Chief Petty Officer, SEAL. Caleb Nelson, Petty Officer First Class, SEAL. Brian Bill, Chief Petty Officer, SEAL. Chris Campbell, Chief Petty Officer, SEAL. John Foss, Chief Petty Officer, SEAL. Kevin Houston, Chief Petty Officer, SEAL. Jonas Kelsall, Lieutenant Commander, SEAL. Louis Langlius, Master Chief, Petty Officer, SEAL. Stephen Mills, Chief Petty Officer, SEAL. Matthew Mason, Chief Petty Officer, SEAL. Jesse Pittman, Petty Officer First Class, SEAL. Robert Reeves, Chief Petty Officer, SEAL. Thomas Retzleff, Senior Chief Petty Officer, SEAL. Heath Robinson, Senior Chief, Petty Officer, SEAL. Nicholas Spear, Second Class Petty Officer, SEAL. John Tumnelson, Chief Petty Officer, SEAL. Aaron Vaughn, Chief Petty Officer, SEAL. 
Jason Workman, Chief Petty Officer SEAL. Brendan Looney, Lieutenant SEAL. Dennis Miranda, Third Class Petty Officer SEAL. Colin Thomas, Chief Petty Officer SEAL. Adam Smith, Second Class Petty Officer SEAL. Adam Brown, Chief Petty Officer SEAL. Jason Fairwald, Chief Petty Officer SEAL. John Markham, Senior Chief Petty Officer SEAL. Joshua Harris, First Class Petty Officer SEAL. Michael Coach, Chief Petty Officer SEAL. Nathan Hardy, Chief Petty Officer SEAL. Mark Carter, Chief Petty Officer SEAL. Jason Lewis, First Class Petty Officer SEAL. Michael Monsoor, Second Class Petty Officer SEAL. And Medal of Honor winner. Joseph Schwindler, Second Class Petty Officer SEAL. Mark Lee, Second Class Petty Officer SEAL. James Sue, Second Class Petty Officer SEAL. Daniel Healy, Senior Chief Petty Officer SEAL. Shane Patton, Second Class Petty Officer SEAL. Michael Murphy, Lieutenant SEAL and Medal of Honor winner. Michael McGreevy, Lieutenant SEAL. Jeffrey Taylor, First Class Petty Officer SEAL. Jeffrey Lucas, First Class Petty Officer SEAL. Eric Christensen, Lieutenant Commander SEAL. Jacques Fontaine, Chief Petty Officer SEAL. Matthew Axelson, Second Class Petty Officer SEAL. Danny Dietz, Second Class Petty Officer SEAL. Brian Olette, First Class Petty Officer SEAL. David Tapper, First Class Petty Officer SEAL. Thomas Reitzer, First Class Petty Officer SEAL. Matthew Burgos, Chief Petty Officer SEAL. Neil Roberts, First Class Petty Officer SEAL. Enough said.